Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. You know what that means? You're listening to The Mystery of Parenthood, and um, we would like you to take a minute, slow down, and um, and let's talk a little bit about Catholic parenting. But before we do that, let's begin, as we always do, with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. Grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you who is life, truth, and love with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. St. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, a little raspy on the old voice here. Uh, Thaddeus is here. We have we have a guest. But uh, Hey, Trey, how you doing? <laughs> I know. No cigarettes, I promise. <laughs> Just a football game. Really? But, yeah, tell yeah. us about it. Well, it was a crazy game. Uh, this is being taped, so this will, this will, well, this may run. Well, this run. Let's tomorrow. Run tomorrow. Okay, so it will be. Last Friday, um, my our college station high school with my two boys play on were down was down twenty seven to two and then they came back and won. Well, the first half I was screaming and then the second half I was screaming and now you get this. So anyway, I don't sound like myself. Um So this was about four days ago. It was Friday night, whatever yeah. however long ago that wow. was. Yeah. Four, so four days ago. So I'm I'm still This is the this is the I healing really the healing today. process has already process. started on the larynx and That's we're, right. this is what we have. Yeah. So wow. anyway, I, I uh I've been to confession, so we're good. <laughs> what did what did your voice sound like at the end of a football season when you were a coach years ago? I don't know. I was a lot younger then. I've been talking about the fact that somebody said, Well, you I mean you're only fifty four, you know? And I'm like, Well, all I know is I feel a lot younger inside, and the things that I attempt to do are all youth-filled. But, but the reality is, is that most of what is now, you know, my body does not respond as well as it used to twenty-five right. years ago. It responds a little slower. A little slower recovers. A little slower. Um, anyway, bottom line is. It's good to be alive, all yes. right, and it's good to be a Cougar. Indeed. Cougars did come from behind, twenty-seven to two, to win yeah, thirty-seven and your, and your to thirty, and they both get to play a playoff game, and uh, we're excited. But I digress, as I frequently do. Um, you are listening to Mystery of Parenthood, and we do have a guest, Jennifer Stavano. Hello, with, how about that with with a blaze and with Beyond the Pew, which is for parents, is for right? parents. So, yeah. so felt like that would be a perfect. Um, for what we do, Catholic yeah. and parents. And then, uh, of course, obviously, um, Matt and Wesley have been friends for ever, and Matt's been a yeah regular, kind of a regular. He's been several times on the show. And mm-hmm. so we're happy to have you. So why don't you hey, tell us about yeah. yourself, about what Beyond the Pew is, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit lead this, but I bet there's awesome. a few things to talk about. Love so. it. Awesome. Well, I have a little scratch in my throat, too, but throat that's you. brought to you by allergies. All right. Well, I might have a little bit of that, too. <laughs> so. so anyway, hi, I'm Jennifer Stavanoa. Um, I am with the Blaze Ministries. Actually, that's what brought me to Brian, um, <laughs> originally from Houston, but uh, Matt kind of roped me in as he does. Um, I was yeah. in grad school up at uh, Steubenville at Franciscan University. Uh, had just finished my master's. Um, I got my master's in theology there and I was like fresh out of graduation, helping out with some conferences. 
And Matt brings up his team, which back then was like three people. (laughs) They were working out of a kitchen, right? And so they roped me into coming into College Station and becoming a missionary. And I was was a missionary with the Blaze, um, I guess for like uh, five five years or something like that. And then, um, and that's that's where I met my husband. Um, And so we got married and started a family and... I decided that, you know, when we had our baby, I wanted to stay at home. And so I stayed at home and I, I, okay, that's misleading. I am a stay at home mom currently. Um, So when I had my daughter, um, I, you know, kind of still volunteered and a place still tapped me in for stuff. And they started doing this thing called Beyond the Pew. But back then it was like, you know, Matt has this crazy idea because Matt is a crazy idea kind of person. Right. And <laughs> he, he is. for all that know him, uh, you know, going to clip that out and use that somehow <laughs> later. <laughs> no, we used to joke that a blaze is an airplane, and we're like building the airplane as fast as we can, and Matt is already flying it, and yeah. he is flying, and we're building. That's, it was that's a good image. That's right. That's, that's a very that's good right. image. That's yes. like the most accurate image that we can think of of a blaze. But like the Lord has been right. I don't know, holding that airplane and just yeah. keep keeping on moving. But anyway. So, uh, so we started Beyond the Pew, um, just as kind of like, a, you know, let's do a few videos. Um, people seem to, you know, if they've got a question about anything, what do they do? They Google it or YouTube or something. So we wanted an easy way for parents to be able to find out whatever they needed, they needed to find out about, you know, being a Catholic parent. And so back then it was just like a couple of us, you know, what do we want to talk about here? Let's just do these topics. And we, we filmed some videos and I was like, fresh off of having baby number one, like, you know, she's like wrinkly still and all that. So, so, um, fast forward, like that, that daughter is now almost three. And so fast forward three years, it's kind of gone through like, I don't know, times that we are like really on it and times that we kind of stopped. But anyway, um, Matt tapped me back in January, um, or maybe it was December and said, hey, we're trying to revive Beyond the Pew. Would you be interested in in taking over and, you know, starting up these videos again? And um, that at that point, I was pregnant, very pregnant with baby number two and wasn't quite sure, like, OK, you know, is this something I want to take on um, being, you know, about to have a baby and all this? Um, and actually, I actually didn't think I was going to do it. So kind of funny story. Um, the day that Matt approached me to do Beyond the Pew, um, I, that evening I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll pray about it. I'll, I'll think and pray about it. That evening I went to a mom's group and we were, we had this time where we kind of just say prayer intentions that we needed prayers for. And at that time I was kind of struggling with like, you know, our family lives in a two-bedroom apartment. We don't have a big enough car to expand our family past two, and that's a problem. And, you know, you know, struggling with things right. like that. And um, and so I, I shared with this group, you know, there are some things that in life that I want. I didn't, like, go into detail. But, like, there's some things in life that I want that I, you know, feel like I can't have, and it's, it's a struggle for me. And um, one of the moms at the group, God bless her, <laughs> She said, um, you're so young. You don't know. Like, you don't know anything. And which is true. Like, I, I, wow. I feel that. I, I feel that very much. Um, because, like, if you haven't noticed, I only have, like, my oldest kid is three. Like, what business do I have running a parent ministry? That's how I, like, right. you know, really felt. And, um, and this mom was like, oh, you know, when you grow up, you'll under, you'll, you won't want things anymore. You'll, you'll get it. And I wanted to say, like, the things that I want are a bigger family. And, right. you know, like, I right. don't want, like, material things. I want to, I want another car seat in my car because I, I want a right. bigger family. And so I just, I, I just feel like Satan attacking me, like, told you, like, you're too young. You don't have enough experience. Right. You know, um, yeah, you have some, I, you have some youth ministry experience, um, but this is, this is, you know, you're not good enough. So I, I went home with my husband. I'm telling him like this happened, you know, and he was like, man, Satan's good. Like he knows exactly where to get you. And that next day I took, I called Matt and I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> right. Awesome. Good. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. You know, when we when Stephanie and I started doing what we do, I remember being asked to put together um, what was at that time was called uh, they Josh Simmons named it uh, "Let Go and Let God" Catholic parenting mm-hmm. deal, and 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 we wrote this thing, and I was, I mean, that was two thousand. 2003 so i mean our oldest was eight years old and we're talking to people that had teenagers right. and i'm like i'm you know i you know i'd gone got my theology and i and i had basically come up with a sacramental theology of parenthood not for sharing but just for, for yourself life, yeah. for ourselves and said we're gonna try to parent this way and then all of a sudden josh is asking us to kind of put together something programmatic and I remember thinking as I finished, like, what the hell? I mean, we don't even know if this works. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm the, the eight-year-old and, I mean, whatever. I'm still not sure if we know. If this kid doesn't works, turn right? out. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could be steering these people way wrong. <laughs> it's all an but, experiment. <laughs> but it's an experiment, which it has been, yeah. honestly. But, but, I mean, God's faithful. And he doesn't certainly, you know, th- that's one of the fallacies, I think, of, of the world yeah. is that, somehow experience trumps everything yeah um and i think parenting is similar because it's it's not a, you know i i think of say people who say well a priest what what is what is a, a guy you know named carol wotiwa or or pope john paul ii know right. about being married mm-hmm. he's never been there you know, and then theology of the body. Happens. Yeah, and then theology of the body happens, and 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 then and then other. You know, it, the Bible's replete from Jeremiah on of of people who were not in the place that you know as a human you'd like to be. You know, yeah. uh, that makes sense, and I think that that's the way. That's the beauty of the gospel because because the gospel is truth, and if and if you're open to truth. It, it does help to have experience. Don't don't get me For wrong. For sure. But, and to know, yeah, okay, maybe this didn't, this doesn't work. But at the same time, I think it is very possible to not have lived it, but to be able to apply the theology, to be able to apply what God's revealed about Himself, about His love for us, about how we're meant to receive it, and how we're meant to to pour it out right. for the people we come in contact with. That even as a young person, there is wisdom available. Right. That 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 can be beneficial to even a person who's well experienced. Right. I mean, Chris Bartlett is. I, I know you. Oh, know. Oh yeah, Chris has been a, well, so a guest Chris, on our so show. So Chris <laughs> has been Chris has been friends for a long time. And Kendra, I don't. I mean, I think when I first met him, they had no kids. Yeah. So And so, but I remember us being really busy with the kids and things not being in where they're supposed to be and things not happen the way they were. And we're in a, mm-hmm. they're in a married couples group with us. And the, and the, and the thought came up or the words came out, something along the lines, you know, I just wish it was like all in order. I wish mm-hmm. there wasn't stuff. And, and so out of the mouth of somebody who may or may not have had a kid, mm-hmm. if they did, if, if the Bartlett's did, it was, it was a small right. child <laughs> talking to old people. And they said, they said that, um, he said, you know, I've been thinking about that and, and the, all those messes, I believe, are the signs of life. Mm. That forever, that forever, and literally like when he wow. said it, when he said it, he's like, that means that, that people are healthy. That means that the kids are having fun. That means that, that, that doesn't mean that they don't need to pick it up or doesn't yeah. mean that it's not a challenge, but that by itself is something to be thankful right. for. So that's coming from a young person who... Fully, I'm now, 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 you know, he's getting to live that, (laughs) but, but I, but I I only bring that up because of your, your story is I think there's always wisdom to be gained because honestly, it's just the Holy Spirit working through, through somebody to, to touch others. And it, and, and the Holy Spirit's not limited to bunch of old gray haired people. Right. And so, and that's really, I mean, you, you said it right there. The whole, that's the Holy, the Holy Spirit is, is the person that enables us to do what we can do. And, um, and, and having a relationship with the Lord and knowing his, knowing what he teaches, knowing his voice, um, through scripture, um, you know, being intimate with him in the sacraments. Um, and of, of course, like there is an element of like, okay, I have a master's in theology. There is that. But like, when it comes to like parenting, sometimes it feels like it all goes out the window, right. <laughs> like, oh, sure. but I mean, like, 
I I have these, you know, tools with me. Um, and, you know, exper- like I said, experience with um, youth ministry. I was the campus minister at St. Joseph's as my first, like, mission here. Um, so, you know, I, I actually have more experience with teenagers, like dealing with teenagers than littler kids. Right. And I'm now getting that with my own daughter. But teenagers were kind of like, you know— I don't know. I feel like most parents say like, oh, you know, I can figure out the little ones, but teenagers are totally a mystery. But for me, I'm like, oh, no, like, give me the teens. I love the teens. It's like the little kids. And I'm like, "Uh, right. okay." but no, exactly what you're saying is is the Holy Spirit is the one that gives wisdom. Like no matter what, no matter if you have like one child or eight children, it's the Holy Spirit that that, you know, informs our experience really right and, and we'll get into some spe- specifics i know a, a, a good producer like thaddeus is is pointing out that the that you can see, get beyond the pew dot <laughs> 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 org is is the yes. is the website and tell yes. us about beyond the pew yes. yeah okay so, and um, what is it beyond the pew beyond the nothing, pew dot org dot org yes bingo we love you thaddeus you're awesome perfect <laughs> okay so yeah so beyond the pew BeyondThePew.org, you can also go to AblazeYouth.org and find the Beyond the Pew link on the Ablaze website. So what is Beyond the Pew? Beyond the Pew is the parent outreach ministry of Ablaze Ministries. Ablaze Ministries being the uh, like youth ministry uh, collaborative that is here in town, also in Waco and in St. Louis. Um, But uh, so Beyond the Pew is the parent outreach of that. Um, So we do have a website. We are primarily active, though, on Facebook. So whenever I took over Beyond the Pew, I was kind of like, okay, you know, it's great that we're doing these videos on YouTube, but what I really know that was necessary for me as a new mom was community. And, you know, especially having that new baby or, you know, young children, and you feel so isolated. And, Mm -hmm. you know, where are you going to turn? I am blessed with some really, really awesome neighbors, but... That's a rarity. Um, so we have a Facebook group for that community aspect. It is a closed Facebook group so that you will have to request to join. But we do that so that people can feel free to share things that are personal on the group without, you know, being afraid that their entire timeline or friends or whatever is going to yeah. see what and you're they not going to get trolled. Like, no, you, you know, no. You're not going to have to worry about that. Absolutely. That's, I think that's a good, yeah, good no, idea. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So we have this Facebook group, uh, and you can find that just by searching Beyond the Pew on Facebook, and it's just Beyond the Pew uh, Facebook group. Um, and so we, we post a weekly video every Monday um, on a, a topic, and then that following Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central, we do a Facebook Live that kind of um, you know debriefs the video. The, the video is you know, two to five minutes kind of thing. And then the Facebook Live is just kind of like, okay, let's talk about this um, you know, just going right. going uh, deeper into into the topic. Uh, I usually have some kind of co-host with me that um, might have some you know deeper experience into the actual topic that we're discussing. Um, and so those Facebook lives actually started out as just a way to boost the community and you know um, to get people you know kind of interacting or whatever. And the the videos were supposed to be like the meat of Beyond the Pew, but honestly. The Facebook Lives have been the biggest blessing to be on the pew. We've had some like amazing things happen. Um, you, you mentioned the Rices earlier. Um, what Dr. Wesley Rice has been a guest on Beyond the Pew several times. You know, we've we've tackled some difficult topics like uh, postpartum depression and anxiety. We've ta- we've tackled miscarriages and infant loss. And um, and Dr. Rice is obviously very. Um, able to talk to those, uh, right. those topics. And there were, there have just been several times that, you know, we're on Facebook live talking and there's somebody there on the live saying, this is what I'm going through this now. Like I feel guilty for this, or I'm struggling with this. And Wesley's able to just like speak truth right there. And that's awesome. And it, it's just been absolutely amazing. I've, I've gotten messages from people saying, wow, this like, you know, this really changed my life or, you know, this gave me hope or, you know, something like that. It's kind of amazing to see how, I don't know, Facebook, the internet, which I feel like for me and in my like personal timeline is so negative. Um, But to see people experiencing some kind of healing and freedom or, you know, community, um, 
not feeling like they're so alone. Um, it, it's just been so blessed. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge believer. There are people out there who would say that in and of itself, it might you know be. I the, it, Facebook, like any other method of media, in my opinion, is a tool that God's given us, which can be used for good or bad. Yeah. And so, I think with regard to young marrieds, as I recall, young moms, young dads. Mm-hmm especially with any number of children. It's not like you can go show up at a parish or go drop that, but you can turn on their computer and flip on and yeah. pull it up as you can. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the Facebook Live, well, you, you know, might be, but but regardless, you don't yeah. have to go get in a car. You don't have to load the kids no. up. You don't have to, you don't have to figure out how to, how to work it out, yeah. which I think is a great tool um, to be able to reach people where they are. Yeah. And I know that, you know, in, is it, I think it's Second Corinthians, or when he talks about the, the sufferings that we go through, the difficulties that we go through are meant, are, 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 are there for you to be able to go out and reach out and console yeah. others. That's the Troy Cashinated version. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but but effectively, that's what St. Paul says. I know that as parents, young parents, and even today, you think you're the only one going through it. You yeah. think you're the only one who's ever gone through mm-hmm. it. And you and you maybe even have the fear, which is again mm-hmm. the devil, a fear of even sharing what's going on. And that's why I think the radio or uh, some of these that, that are can be a little bit anonymous or yeah. you know allows people to maybe ask a question that they wouldn't ask yeah. or sign into something that they wouldn't cuz nobody really knows they're there right. or who they are. There's something brilliant about that, I think, because it allows people to recognize that that's it. And the people on the other side who who are maybe seen like a Dr. Rice yeah. are able to share what they know, where they come from. And half the battle is just going, OK, you mean I'm not the only one? Yes. You know, I mean, I don't absolutely, know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. Like that. I mean, just what you were saying, um, Dr. Rice, actually, we had a video on Satan's lies for new parents and man that that one of that biggest one is that you are alone and that was one of the videos that um we had so many comments of of people saying you know i i felt so um you know guilty for why am i not always you know happy like shouldn't i be happy to be a parent shouldn't i be happy to be a mom and i'm not always happy why is that is that bad or like uh, well wow <laughs> you're not alone this is very normal you know oh, you know what i mean yeah but, um, but yeah, we just have experienced so much grace through that, um, through the medium of, of Facebook. And, you know, for me personally, uh, social media is a struggle because sure. first of all, it's addictive. Um, and so I have removed it from my cell phone. I, I don't actually have Facebook on my cell phone. And then also, I, I guess I am just connected, you know, I'm a millennial right. and my generation in general, um, you know, is kind of known for holding values that are contrary to what we hold to as Catholics. And so it's pretty difficult to remain in friendships um, that are negative in that way. And so I feel like my Facebook feed is always just so, I don't know, hard. Um, But but beyond the pew and the little community that we've built there, it's just like a little light. Right. It's it's really great. And you know what you were saying about... um, we kind of, you know, we meet people where we are. And, you know, I remember um, being up in the middle of the night with my daughter, my, with Kateri, my first daughter, um, and just Googling, like, is this normal? Like, what happens if, what do I do if, and, um, and, you know, kind of thinking about like, of course, like, this is my generation. We, when we have a question, we Google it. We, right. we look it up. We, we don't ask, like, I don't know why we don't ask our parents or like, don't ask grandparents or whatever. That's what they're there for. But that's just our, my generation just Googles it. So, or YouTube. So, you know, I was like, well, if, if we're going to do that for, you know, why is my baby's poop green? Then, <laughs> then why wouldn't my generation also Google like, you know, how do I take a baby to mass? And right. you know that that's when that's been one of the biggest questions we have of parents struggling to go to mass because they don't know what to do with their kids. Yeah, and so I mean that's those are things that like every, I think every generation struggles with. I mean, for me, um, as a dad, 
and I've taught, you know, because I've had plenty and I've been there, like for example, for mass, but those are all questions that are pretty standard across across time. Yeah. I mean, I'm 54. Yeah. I'm not going to ask how old you are, but you're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, but there's standard questions that go in and you can see. And so for me, like I, I, I know that when that was one of the things that struggled with me and then I realized, okay, that, that, um, that God knew exactly that we would have six under six and that there would be plenty of crying and what's going on and how do I get, how do I, participate best in mass and so so my part of my spirituality became when a child needed to be removed was so we didn't that didn't mean we 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 didn't ever and again this is our take yeah yeah so we we didn't ever take them and put them in in a in a a, um, nursery nursery a dungeon Dungeon. (laughs) right wrong word wrong word yeah oh sorry a nursery (laughs) or a dungeon we didn't do either. Corral. Uh, no, we run a corral. <laughs> but but because because one of the things that always hit me was is I had a professor that talked at like being in the presence of Christ is like being in the presence of of the sun. Yes. In that in that the the ray. I mean you, the impact that it's having on you has nothing to do other with necessarily yeah. vitamin you, JC. You, right. <laughs> Vitamin JC. I think I think Thomas Aquinas actually was the yeah, one. Yeah, so that. I was about to say that. Right. So, it, so, it, so I was like, okay, so why wouldn't our kids be at mass? Yeah. But then you struggle with what happens when they don't behave. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to make everybody suffer through <laughs> a kid having a tantrum? You know, or Stephanie. You know, we used we teach sign language to our kids growing up. You you, you know the story I'm about to no, tell. No, I'm laughing. I'm having an image of your kids yelling or crying, and you in the middle of mass turning to the congregation and saying, "Offer it up." No, no, <laughs> but no, but for me that I, that I was. Do that. But for That's me, amazing. as I've gone as I've gone out, well, first off, sometimes your plans are that we 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 taught our kids sign language when they were young, very young, so that they would learn how to do things. And, and so we got to, we got to the sign language for, you know, be quiet, you know, yeah, this is the more please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's all come in handy. But, but Stephanie had taught them, you know, be quiet. And so we're like in the front row at St. Mary's over here and Madison, you know, is now 24, 23, whatever is, is acting up. And, you know, and Stephanie from across the pew gives the, gives the sign for be quiet. And and what that comes out is, I will not be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> the the actual the the solution ended up causing a bigger problem. <laughs> so as I could grab the child who's you know maybe two and a half years mm-hmm. old, and and walk out, and then I said, okay, so what happens? Do I have I not participated in mass? And what I learned was, as I took them out, and instead of telling them to offer it up, you know, as people are going. Man, you can't hold a parent of you, you know. <laughs> when I have kids, kids, my kids are going to be. Are, I'll never <laughs> let them do that or whatever. Was humbly walking with everybody seeing you and everybody seeing your child still, you know, they don't quiet. When you pick them up, they usually get louder, you yeah. know, you know, and walking out. Then I started to say, okay, as and it, in, inevitably it happened somewhere during the Eucharistic prayer. I mean, yeah. so I would just say I'm, I give this back to you, and it became part of my part of my. Offer this is my it. offering mm-hmm. to you because I'm doing what I'm called to do as a parent. Right. And if I'm doing what I'm called to do as a parent, then I'm doing your will. Right. And if I'm doing your will and offering it to you in union with Jesus, is that's a pretty good prayer. Yeah. So, as embarrassing as humbling as that can be, particularly if you're at some point teaching people about being a parent (laughs) your kids misbehave. Why am I listening to you? I mean, that, that was, that was part of the thing was, is listen, God's children, that was part of God's children disobey the perfect father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why should I think that if I'm (laughs) the best at being a parent, that I would be any better than God, the father. And therefore, why would I ever expect that my children, if I pull the right buttons, tweak the, you know, pull the right strings and do all that are going to be the perfect kids. Yeah. You know, the, 
<laughs> the community on Beyond the Pew is under no illusion right. that my children are perfect because right. many times, dare I say most times, during Facebook Live, Kateri, Mom, I want a snack. You already had a snack. Mom, I have I have peed in my pants. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Mama, Therese is doing this to me. Okay, wait. Mama, can I have another movie? And I'm like, okay, let's just yeah. calm down. And it's, you know, on Facebook Live and everybody, and I mean- I think that's a good thing. I think it's because absolutely a good I think thing. that when people see, you know, I'm not the only one whose kids are nuts. I mean, pay you, no attention. <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and I've I've had many a Facebook live with Therese, my eight month old, just talking away or you know fussing or wanting a nap or kicking her legs or Mama, the baby pulled my hair, or, you know, something like that. Um, but you know. Whenever you're in mass and you're, you're, you've got your screaming kid that's like flinging all over the place, it, it does feel like all eyes are on you and it does feel like no other kid is acting nearly as bad as my kid right now. And that's just not true. I mean, we, so we're at St. Anthony's and there's lots of young families right. with lots of kids. And so after I had Kateri, um, I remember there's like this this older Italian lady that came up to me and she was like, don't worry about it. You know, I don't, I know you probably can't hear, but your kids are not the only kids that are screaming. And so ever since then, anytime Kateri or Therese, you know, kind of freaks out during mass, I always like kind of make sure I, my ears aren't just tuned into them. I'm always like, okay, there's other babies. And sure enough, they're never the only one. Right. There has been a time where Kateri's been like the leader and, you know, starts the screaming and then they all, you know, follow suit or whatever. But it's never the only one. And, you know, <laughs> funny story. Okay, so actually on Beyond the Pew once we did like a, a giveaway. We've been, we've been doing fun giveaways every week featuring a, a different Catholic uh, businesses or, you know, small businesses, you know, uh, like Tiny Saints or Catholic companies, things like that to just give away, let our parents know these things exist. They're really fun, you know, gifts for your kids, shining light dolls, all, all those things. So we, we hosted a giveaway and it was like, um, you know, put a comment of your funniest or cringiest child at mass story and you know we'll we'll pick from among the comments and we got so many comments from people sharing their funniest child at mass stories i mean ranging from children trying to grab the host out of the ciborium to screaming i hate jesus right oh, at the <laughs> right as the host was being elevated to you oh know making gosh. demonic sounds and like oh wow it was, it was fun yeah no it's good i mean that so I think, like I said, it's good to be in a community of people who are all trying and yes. then recognizing that there are moments of at least perceived failure, <laughs> <laughs> maybe really struggle. You know, struggle for sure. Yeah. And that's part of the struggle is realizing, hey, pretty much everybody, except for Thaddeus' kids, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, but I do feel like every time uh, I see your kids, they're pretty well behaved. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to share a story, but I know that I've got to do this. I said, you're because we're with Jennifer Stavanoa and Thaddeus Romanski, and this is Trey Cash, and you are listening to Mystery Parenthood, um, which is on Red Sea Catholic Radio, 88.5 yes, FM in the Brass Valley, KYAR 98.3 in the cent- in Central Texas, and then in KINF 107.9 FM. In Palestine. And so. let's say again that you can get that, those weekly Beyond the Pew Facebook Lives Wednesdays at 11 a.m., right? Yes, 11 a.m. Okay. That's okay. awesome. Beyondthepew.org. Yeah. But, but you know, it's it, it, that for us was one. So Stephanie and I, we've told this story before, but we we, we were invited to and were part of a, a group that, that started as a – it was a Baptist preacher that, that, that started it and had it, and it was very helpful for us. But as I went to work on my master's in theology, I was like, it's, you know, it, it seems so, it's great. It's more depth than what I have. But now that I understand sacramental theology, now that I understand what marriage is meant to, meant to be, now that I understand how parenting fits into that and that God's even, even revealed himself as family mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or as a community of persons, that all that, there's so much depth there. So we need more of that starting with... And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I mean, as parents, I was always looking at how do you stop a t- tantrum? How do you get a kid to behave in this? You know, like I don't want anything else but just like the 
the how-to. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is even in our own family, what worked with one child <laughs> doesn't work with another. So to, to, to like cookie cutter say, well, if you do this, then this is going to happen. Like there's some sort of machine that yeah. you just plug in the quarter or push this button or this combination. Once we have it figured out, we've got it figured out. No, no, it's not. And 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 so for me, it was and one of those things. And they grow and they change. Yeah, right. Too. Right, and, and they doesn't what work then doesn't work now. And right. and and so I what I recall is is this class these this past breed. God love them. They were they were great and they taught us a lot of things that we still use. But they they made it sound like if you do this. The way we're telling you to do it, mm-hmm. your kids are gonna do this. Here's the answer. And so we're so we're like, <laughs> what the heck are we doing wrong? Our kids are like awful, you know, <laughs> as little kids, and we're and we're going through that. And then as I studied theology, I was like, okay, wait a second. So if we're meant to be signs, if we're if we're the we're if we're the domestic church, if we're in some sense meant to be the sign of the church. Do all the children of God's church behave? Do they, even though they know what's right or wrong? No. Do, do in fact, let's just go back to some of the saints. Were 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 the saints always saints? Like were they born with little things over their head or what? And started looking through it. And I'm like, okay, there's some comfort in knowing that we shouldn't. We have to try mm. the best we can and to 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 reveal God through our dealing with our children to them to spouses and to the outside world but even if we do it perfectly yeah the likelihood that our kids are going to respond the way that they want you know i was like what is it proverbs 22 6 or 8 the one you know train up a child in the way they should go yeah yeah and 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 they'll do it right away the way you want it that's not (laughs) what it says you know when they're old age you know i mean that that's that's part of the part of the wisdom that we all need to hear yeah that you're no better than God, therefore you're going to kids. You can do everything right, and your kids can still do it. But you can trust that if you train them up in the way they should go in their old age, as they grow older, they'll remember it. Right. I mean, you know, as you're talking, that reminds me of St. Therese of Lisieux and her mother, Zaley, and Zaley writing in her letter is about Therese, like, oh, this child, like, yes, you know, Therese yes. is so temperamental and just so difficult and and, you know, it, it gives me comfort because my oldest is also very temperamental. Right. And so, you know, we're like doing what we, what we can do. And Zaley is doing what she can do. And, and I mean, Therese has her conversion, but not without the difficulties and not without, you know, being kind of a brat. She mm-hmm. was kind of a brat. Mm-hmm. And it's, now she's like one of my favorite saints. And that's why she's, I mean, she's one of my favorite saints. But if you look at lots of saints, I mean... Saint Augustine, yeah. Saint Teresa of Avila, even talks as oh, a, yeah. as a, she t- she talks about how materialistic she was, you know, before her conversion. Even while she was, right. while she was already a sister, right. a nun. I mean, so so uh, they always like to point to the end, and that's where we're headed. That's what we want to. Yeah. But sometimes I think, like you and I, need to share when we struggle. Yeah. Stephanie and I need to let the world know. <laughs> That, hey, this has been a struggle we've been through, a struggle we're still going through. Because I think that Trey is trying to ask to be on Beyond the Pew. No, I'd love that. Uh, we, would, we would love it. It'd be better with Stephanie, but, but are the two of us. But. Also, can I jump in before we get too yeah. far away from St. Therese of Lisieux? Um, that's a perfect opportunity for me to mention that March 6th and 7th of next year, we are having our 2020 uh, family retreat. Sponsored oh, cool. in combination awesome. with St. Thomas Aquinas and living the little way, enculturating the little way of St. Therese of Lisieux into the family is going to be the theme of the retreat. Awesome. Awesome. That, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love, she's my, she is probably my favorite. Me too. St. Therese of Lisieux. And, and the reason is, and we've talked about it, and it's probably a similar reason to you, is most of our lives as parents, the vast majority are a bunch of little things strung together that seem meaningless. Yeah. I mean, it seems everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody else is changing the diaper. Everybody else has got to clean up this. Everybody else has got to do the dishes, make whatever it is. Yeah. If you don't have that, you can easily talk yourself into, what, what a benefit am I doing? Right. You know? It's if, monotonous. It's like, 
you know, you know, yeah, I, I was supposed to achieve so much with my life and this is just, you know, a diaper and I've got a master's degree. What am I doing with poop on me? And (laughs) no, you're, I mean, making it all into a prayer and, and uniting with the Lord and every act just, you know, this is for you. Uh, that reminds me of that book. Um, J.P. Dickasad, Abandonment to Divine Providence, oh, yes, of, of every every moment, every single moment of life being an opportunity to find the presence of God. Absolutely. And I mean, okay, easier said than done, right? <laughs> but that's part of the struggle. That's right. part of the cross. Because I, the devil, I guarantee, is telling you, you're wasting your life. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing being here? You're so much better than this, you know? I mean, I remember giving at, being asked to give a talk to a bunch of men at St. Joseph at, at, at St. Joseph's about 300 guys and and, I, and it's on St. Joseph and and we're and we're talking about it and I'm doing this thing and I'm literally in the talk and I'm talking about how I have all these aspirations to do this for the Lord and do this mm. for the Lord and do this for the Lord but you know my wife keeps getting sick the kids keep getting sick you know all these other things are happening and literally in the talk there was a like a oh my gosh that's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I mean, like, but, but I mean, it's like an aha moment. Yeah. I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing because that's not important. If my wife's sick, I need to get my rear end home. Here's your path to holiness. You know, that's that, but, but it's like, it was an aha moment in the middle of a talk. Oh, oh my gosh. Because I'm like, oh man, I'm going <laughs> to look, I'm going to change this now <laughs> you know? because, because you don't, it's the stuff that's right in front of you, yeah. and specifically your spouse, specifically your children, specifically the circumstances in which you find yourself are the moments, mm. as simple as they may seem, outwardly as boring and mundane as they may seem, are those moments that God's given you yeah. to embrace that cross. Right. I mean, I... I we need to tell people that. Yeah. I'm not trying to do a, a plug or try to get on the show. I'm just... <laughs> This whole show, this whole show, this whole show has been based on, look, if you invest your life in this, all you do, all the other stuff is peripheral, your job, all the other things. If you invest your life in, in you and your spouse, raising your children, no accolades, no three letters after your word, no anything, you'll wake up one day and be amazed Mm. Because I'm at the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a rare occurrence this weekend to have all six of my kids and the one spouse together mm. and to sit at a table and to watch them interact and tease each other and talk with each other and not me not say a word yeah. is priceless. Mm. Priceless. But if I had spent my life chasing other things, yeah things that I'm still drawn to to this day, except for moments like that when I'm like, I, all this other stuff that I think I need that mm-hmm. I want to go compared to this, yeah. this 30 minutes or this hour at a restaurant watching them interact with me not saying anything but laughing, Yeah, that's at least a sign of heaven. Yeah, it's all grace. I mean, grace. unbelievable. Mm. We need you to be on the pew. Everybody out there as Catholics, we need to tell young people, take the time, invest yeah. in that. Because if you do and you pour yourself into it, you're going to wake up one day and realize the stuff that you thought was mundane, the stuff that you thought didn't matter, matters immensely more right. than you ever could have imagined. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's, I mean, I was fired up this weekend. Fired up now. Hey. <laughs> no, sorry. I, that, that's absolutely, that's. I mean, absolutely. I was actually listening to, um, I, I, I think it was a po- some podcast, but they were talking about how um, there was like a woman who she just, you know, so, you know, obviously on fire for the Lord and had her first baby and um, always had a holy hour, but wasn't able to make it to a holy hour because she's, you know, up nursing a baby and was kind of upset. Like, oh, you know, I was up nursing. I couldn't go to holy hour. And the host was like, you missed it. That was your holy hour. You're up in the middle of the night feeding your baby. That's your holy hour. Right. Like that's your encounter with the Lord right there. Exactly. And I, I heard that and I was like, man, that's so true. That's so true. That's, I mean, at, we're, we're interacting with these little people that God has entrusted us. You know, he's, he, they're not my kids. They're his kids right. that he's entrusted to, right. to me. And, um, every moment is an encounter with him an encounter with, I pray and hope a future saint. Right. Um, and, and I, I get to, to lean into that 
and soak it up and and pour myself into that. Um, again, easier said than done, and it's again a, a reminder uh, for myself as well. But um, just you know, taking every single moment and just okay, Lord, you're you're in this somewhere in this moment is my path to holiness Mm -hmm. and my path to sainthood. And Lord, I beg you that you make me a saint and that you make my kids a saint. And in this, you know, in this mess of like, there's a million toys everywhere and I've just stepped on a Lego (laughs) and like all the dishes have not been done. And there's a baby that's blown through her diaper and okay, sainthood is in here somewhere. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I know it is. God has assured me that it is. And, and I just move forward and like, Okay, come Holy Spirit. You're here. Right. So the, and, and I think that I think the prayer, I think the story of the gospel, if you read the gospel to me, is Jesus is right there in front of so many people. Most people just flat out miss him. Yeah. Most of the people miss him. Even when they grew up with him, they miss him. When he goes home, they don't realize who he is. And I mean, I know that dude. I mean, like I played Little League with him yeah. or whatever it's a cash and aid version. <laughs> but 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 they miss him when I was thinking how many people walk by when when Joseph and Mary and the newborn Jesus are in are in the stable or the cave or wherever that are just walking by like can you get that kid to stop crying or I mean whatever right. whatever's going on they they just walking by and missing him right and I think that we as parents need to ask for the eyes of faith to recognize in our children in the circumstance in the people that. That, that we run across in our own house, under our own roof, to help us to see him yeah. so that we don't miss him. Yeah. Because the great saints, if you look at them, all were able to see him and whoever they were serving. Yeah. And the distressing disguise, is, as St. Mother Teresa talks, you know, it's a distressing disguise. It's not like yeah. a beautiful disguise. It's a what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think that that's part of the the beauty of it. So anyway, I mean, we just need to pray, I think, as parents that we don't miss those moments when Jesus is making himself present in right. whatever. Right. You know? and, and I mean, it is okay to say, okay, God, you're in here. I don't know where you are. This is really hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and like, you know, that, you know, I, there, there's like a phrase, I guess, that we talk about on the internet the you know quote unquote mom guilt of like well i'm sorry i don't enjoy every moment and it's like it's okay you know not every moment is not not every moment is necessarily meant to be enjoyed but just find the lord like the lord isn't always um calling us to enjoy everything like cuz it's, it's going to be difficult you right. know that that's where we find us in suffering right? right um but that that's okay that's, that's okay if you, if there's a moment that you're not enjoying it, but finding his presence and and asking, okay, like, help me to suffer well and teach me how to suffer well if, if this is what you're calling me to in, in this moment and, and move on. Yeah. That strikes me as an aspect of people not um, divorcing themselves from the mainstream culture enough. It's It's the mainstream consumerist culture that tells us that we're supposed to enjoy everything mm. that that the world exists for our own personal pleasure and yeah. enjoyment and we need to we need to um you know disassociate ourselves from from that yeah. aspect i think of the yeah. world that's what that strikes me as because you're right you know that's why we have a, a crucifix in a in a catholic church is to remind us of the suffering that goes along with being and why we should have them in most Christians. every room that we yeah. have in our house to yeah. remind us i had you know one of my sons say well so is a crucifix you know, more powerful than just a cross. And I said, well, I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but what it does do is help us remind us of that's how much God loves us, Mm. but that's also, he is the way. So therefore the suffering, you know, sometimes you can forget, you you can look at a cross and and claim all the resurrection, which is there Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. but you have to, you need to be able to see that's God's love for us. That's how much he would do that for us. Now that crucifix tells you, Bad things do happen to good people. That's the most innocent man who Mm -hmm. ever lived. Right. And yet, because of his willingness to accept what God's given. So it's a great teaching mechanism. I mean, a great teaching tool. God gave us that sign. I mean, God, you know, he knew. I mean, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Whatever he did was meant to teach us something. Whatever he did was meant to show us something. And that's a big part of parenting, too. You know, little kids, especially, but... 
even when you have older children, is suffering, disappointment, sadness, um, loss, all of those things, helping them to come to terms with it is a huge part of parenting. Yeah, you know, um, when I first had Therese, um, a friend of mine came up to me and she, you know, I she was asking me, you know, how, how's it going? And I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm worried about Katiri, the two-year-old, because I don't want her to be jealous. And because that, that's a personal struggle for me is jealousy. By the way, everybody on the radio. <laughs> um, but so she, um, she said something so wise to me. Um, she was like, you know, our job as parents is n- not to make sure our children never suffer, but to teach them to suffer well. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that is so true and so take, amazing. Take that to the bank. Yes, for sure. But, you know, uh, talking about crucifixes and having an example of suffering, um, on my the, the rocking chair that I nursed the baby at, I have a, a picture of Mary um, just like weeping. And just, um, you know, for, with my my first daughter, we had a lot of trouble nursing. That's a whole other story. Yeah, um, we're going to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> a m- miraculous story, um, whole story, but it was such a struggle, so awful, um, that, those first three months. And Mary, I have a picture of Mary and I have a picture of uh, Louie and Zaley right there because yeah. Zaley also had struggles nursing. And so anytime I had any kind of pain, suffering, struggles when in parenting, I just look over to Mary and I'm like, okay, you know what? Your son was the son of God, but that does not mean that you also did not suffer. You suffered so, so greatly. And so Mary teach me how to suffer like you suffered. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's really, really important. So Jennifer, if you'll come back, we'd, we'd love to have you. I mean, on, on a regular, cause I think it's, it's nice cause you're younger, uh, a lot younger than, than <laughs> me, but you're a younger parent. But, but we're gonna have you back. And she has and a prettier voice than you too. Yeah, yeah, she does. I, I'll, I'll put, we'll put, we'll put, we'll put, especially now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, always, because pretty and my voice, I hope, are not synonymous. <laughs> but anyway, I digress again. So, um, listen, people, remember that God has a plan for you, and um, and He wants to help you with your parenting. So, do not give up. Invest your life in your children. And just, um, he will bless you. And so, remember, pray. Parent with a purpose and prepare for God to amaze you. And he will. God bless you guys. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Thaddeus. Y'all rock.